to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This week I'm playing Quill, a letter-writing role-playing game for a single player. Published by Trollish Delver Games, Quill is a solo role-playing game where, instead of hacking goblins and looting caves, you are writing letters. Rather than having attributes like strength or dexterity, characters use penmanship, language, and heart. In a game of Quill, you will write real letters, with the aim to craft the best, most beautiful missive possible, in order to get a favourable response. But be warned, should you roll poorly, you could end up writing a bad letter. Quill is available as a pay-what-you-want-for product on DriveThruRPG. You can find out more information about Quill and other Trollish Delver games on the Trollish Delver blog. That's www.trollishdelver.com. I'll add links to it on the What Am I Rolling website and in this episode's show notes. Quill works. In a game of Quill, you will take on the role of a letter writer, who, for whatever reason, is scribing a letter to a recipient. The aim is to impress your recipient into responding favourably to your letter. This is accomplished through the deft use of language and presentation, rolling dice to determine whether or not you succeed in using the right words, the best descriptors, and the most beautiful penmanship. Once you have completed your letter, one which you will actually physically write yourself, you will count up your total score and discover how your letter has been received. As Quill breaks up quite nicely into distinct sections, I'll go into each section before each part of the one-shot. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes. What matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. So, with all that out of the way, let's play Quill. As the letter writer, you will need at least three six-sided die, some paper to write on, a pen or a pencil, and one of the scenarios from the book. Before you begin, you will create a character. This is the person you will be embodying when it comes to writing your letter. So who have I got to choose from? I've got a monk, got a knight, poet, an aristocrat, a scholar, a courtier, and that's it. Okay. You know what? I'd like to be a knight. Knights sound good. I'll read out what it says to be a knight. The knight is a bastion of chivalry and romance. Tales are told of great knights and their bravery in the battlefield. Knights embark upon grand quests often given by king or queen, whether it is to save a village from marauders or to rid a forest of boggarts. It's worth noting that knights can be men or women. Hooray! (laughs) Each character comes with its own strengths and weaknesses. These are represented by the following attributes. Penmanship, 
language and heart. Penmanship determines the aesthetic style of your writing, how your quill marks flow across the paper, and the ability to leave a parchment free of ink blots. Language determines how eloquent you are, showing how broad your vocabulary is. And heart determines the sheer emotion and effort you imbue in your letters. Each attribute is rated poor, average or good, each of which determines how many dice you roll. Poor means 1d6, average means 2d6, and good means 3d6. Whilst knights write with all their heart, they do not have the best grasp of language. So my stats are penmanship is average, so that's two dice. Language is poor, so only one die there. And last but not least, heart is good, so I get three dice for that. All right. Once you have chosen your character, you must select a skill. This skill will give you an edge in play and can only be used once per scenario. There are three skills in the game. Inspiration, Illumination, and augmentation. Inspiration means that you are a born leader with the ability to use powerful language to inspire others with your letters. Gain plus one die to a language test. Illumination means you have studied the art of calligraphy, able to conjure incredible works of art from the tip of your pen. Gain plus one die to a penmanship test. And augmentation means you are an emotive writer with the ability to describe a scene in such a way to transport the reader with your language. Gain plus one die to a hearts test. After noting down your skill, select a scenario and you're ready to play. Hmm, well, the gamer in me instantly says I should take inspiration to buff up my language stat because I only have one die in that. It would only help me in the short term for a really thing, but I think that could be important. Penmanship's fine, heart is fine. Maybe I just want to go over it in on heart. So I think it's between inspiration or augmentation. What I'm going to do, because I'm really boring and I like rolling dice, I'm going to roll a d6. Odd number, I get inspiration. Even number, I get augmentation. Ooh, that was an actual six on a six. So that is even, I get augmentation. All right. That's only once per scenario though, so. In a quill scenario, there are three big elements. The profile, the rules of correspondence, and the ink pot. The profile is the first thing you will need to read. This details the recipient of your letter and a short explanation of why you're writing to them. The rules of correspondence details any special rules that the scenario contains, and such rules will usually affect the roles that you make during play. The ink pot contains all the words you can use to structure your letter in order to score points. Words are presented in the following way, for example, wood slash emerald forest. The first word is called the inferior word, and the second is called the superior word. The aim is to fill your letter with as many superior words as possible, as these score points. Inferior words do not. You have just five paragraphs to achieve this, and in each paragraph you must use just one of the words from the ink pot. It is entirely up to you what you want to write in each paragraph. As long as you are following the story presented in the profile, and using the words from the ink pot. Let's pick a scenario. We're going to pick the scenario of the father. So the profile says, You are corresponding with Mr. Anthony Winsborough, an old friend of yours whose son, Rupert, was found dead near your residences. 
You're writing to a form and thinking of his son's death. You must be sensitive and explain what happened and how you found Rupert. Rules of correspondence. Ah, oh, Anthony would prefer to hear this news from a person of the cloth. Monks and nuns gain an extra die when rolling language tests for the scenario. And that's it. Oh, that's not fair. Ugh. When you want to add a word, you must roll your language die and do a language test. Any five or six on the roll is a success, and you can add a superior word to your paragraph and gain one point. Anything lower, and you must add an inferior word and score no points. You may add any word you want, but once it has been used, you cannot use it again. I guess he's a friend of mine, right? So I'm going to say, Dear Mr. Anthony Winsborough. Oh, dear Anthony? It's an old friend of mine. Maybe just Anthony. My dearest Anthony, let's do that. I am writing to inform you that... And now I have a choice, the ink pot. Looking at it, I've got your boy or your dear son. So your boy is the inferior word, your dear son is the superior word. So that's what the one I want. Oh, damn. So I've got to make a language test to see if I can get the superior word. But I've only got one d6 to roll. On a five or six, I get it. Oh, man. All right. So this is to get superior word your dear son or it's going to be your boy let's try it oh straight once it's your boy ah flourishes add an adverb or an adjective to enhance the inkpot word you choose to augment a word you must first make a hearts test before you roll your language die to draw from the inkpot rolling a five or a six is a success meaning that you can add a flourish to the word flourishes are entirely optional if the word you have augmented turns out to be a superior word, you score two points. If the word turns out to be an inferior word, you do not score any points at all, and must reduce your total score by one, representing a clunky writing style. Hang on, so flourishes, can I only use flourishes on... So I have to use flourishes on words I choose from the ink pot, just not any word. That sucks. Oh, I should have... I should have... Ugh. Every time you finish a paragraph, you must make a penmanship test. Any five or six is a success, and you gain one point. Note that you can only score a single point per test, no matter how many fives or sixes you roll. Your boy, Rupert, was found outside the night's barracks in the early hours of this morning. It is with regret that, despite calling for aid, that he passed away soon after being discovered. So that's the first paragraph. I'm going to roll my penmanship test now. I think that's right. Okay. So I've got penmanship is two die. I need a five or a six on either of them to gain a point. Oh, one and a four. I don't think this is going to be a good letter. Oh, okay. So that's paragraph one. Paragraph two. I know how close you were to him, and so I don't. So I do not wish to. I do not wish to distress or. What's another word for distress? I do not wish you any distress. Now I've got a couple of other choices here. The next language that I'm going to try is to go for either "I'm sorry" or "My infinite condolences," which is the superior one, obviously. Oh man, I've made such a big mistake. I should have gone for the language test, but... Alright, one... 
Oh, it's a one again. Okay, I'm sorry. Great. I was just saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Rupert's final few moments were with me in the doctor's workshop and not with you. He left this world peacefully. All right, end of paragraph two. I'm going to pick two different dice. I need a five or a six on either dice. Make sure I get some sort of point. Hey, one point. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Paragraph 3. Reports say that Rupert had been attending a locals' night at the... And then I want to add a flourish, if I can. So I want to add... Because I'm thinking about going on to describe where we're going to be. So obviously it's going to be a hearts test to get the flourish. And there's going to be a language test to get the better word. So I'm looking at the location that is given me in the ink pot as either bawdy house or drinking establishment. Obviously, drinking establishment is the superior word. Right. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so for the flourish, I need to roll... I think I need to roll a hearts check. All right, so the flourish I'd like to add is... Not seedy. I don't want to add seedy. I don't want to make it bad. Oh, you know what? Let's go for rambunctious. I can't spell it, but it'll do. Okay, let's see if I can get rambunctious as my flourish with three dice. Oh, you know what, actually? I'm going to use my augmentation. So that skill where I can add 1d6 to my heart test. Because why not? It's going to look really bad on the language test if I get low on. So rolling 46 to get the flourish rambunctious. Oh, yeah, I got a five. So I can put rambunctious in there. Okay, now I need to roll my language test to get drinking establishment over Bawdy House. Five or six. Go on. Oh, it's a two. (laughs) Damn it. Rambunctious Bawdy House. Oh, and that's even worse as well, because the flourish doesn't help. It looks awkward, and now, as a result, it changes it back to my total score as zero. God damn it. All right. Reports say that Rupert has been attending a local's night at the Rambunctious Bawdy House, where, unfortunately, it seems he made a few enemies. A scuffle broke out as Rupert was trying to leave, and he was set upon by the local gang. Okay, that's paragraph three. Let's make a language test to see if I can score any points. Hey! Get that six. So that's... we're now back to one. Super. I've got to be honest, I'm still less than five points. So it's not going to look good for me. Paragraph four. Um, mm, mm, mm. Can't begin to imagine what you're going through right now. I'm going to try for the input. I'm not going to do another flourish. I think that's too risky. Um, a guard, the police. I'm going to go for a guard or the police. So one die for the ink pot. I want to get the police for my superior word. Yes, I got it. I got it. The police are looking for the violent folks responsible as we speak, and I will endeavour to help in any way I can in their investigations. So I've got a superior word there. I think that means I get a point. Sweet. All right, let's roll that penmanship test. I've got the 2d6. Oh, two fours. Oh, no. Oh, not good. Currently on two. Got one final paragraph to go. So the risk here is that I need to pass the penmanship test and I need to get the superior point and a flourish. I need to do all three. 
the fifth paragraph that started it as Anthony, no man should lose a child before their time. And I'm going to use, I'm going to try for flourish. I'm going to go for deepest because the ink pot words I want to use are either sadness or sorrow. So let's do that. So I'm going to use heart. So that's 3d6 to get deepest. Oh, yeah. Oh, all sixes. Where were you guys earlier? So ink pot, final one. I need it to roll a five or a six to get sorrow. Oh, it's a two. Oh no, deepest sadness. Oh, that's what I've got as a minus. Oh no. Deepest sadness fills me and I doubt it will ever end. I hope together we can bring Rupert's murderers to justice and honour his memory going forward. Last penmanship test. Oh, it's a five. Oh no. So that's a point for that. Okay, I'm going to read out the letter in full. My dearest Anthony, I'm writing to inform you that your boy, Rupert, was found outside the night's barracks in the early hours of this morning. It is with regret that, despite calling for aid, he passed away soon after being discovered. I know how close you were to him, and so I do not wish you any distress. I'm sorry that Rupert's final few moments were with me in the doctor's workshop and not with you. He left this world peacefully. Reports say that Rupert had been attending a locals' night in the rambunctious boardy house, where, unfortunately, it seems he made a few enemies. A scuffle broke out as Rupert was trying to leave, and he was set upon by the local gang. I can't begin to imagine what you must be going through right now. The police are looking for the violent folks responsible as we speak, and I endeavour to help in any way I can in their investigations. Anthony, no man should lose a child before their time. Deepest sadness fills me, and I doubt it will ever end. I hope that, together, we can bring Rupert's murderers to justice and honour his memory going forward. Regards, Sir Felix Fortescue III. So I'm going to tally up the scores. Um, I think I know what it's going to be. So for the first paragraph, that was a zero. So zero for the first paragraph. And then I got a one for the second paragraph on my penmanship test. So I've got one. For the third paragraph, the flourish and the inferior word is minus one, so back to zero. And then I got a penmanship, so back to one. Got a superior word in the fourth paragraph, so that's two. And then I got deepest sadness, so back to one. And then I got penmanship test on the last one, so that's one. So we're back to two, so it's two in total. When you have finished your letter, you total up the letter score. Each scenario will have its own consequences section when it comes to scoring, showing how the recipient responds to your letter. Each consequence will be different depending on the scenario, but the scoring is always the same. Less than five points, the letter is received unsuccessfully. Five to seven points, the letter has a tepid reception. Eight to ten points, the letter has a favourable reception. And eleven plus points, the letter has an excellent reception. Consequences. Less than five points. Anthony responds aggressively, blaming you for not being there for him and for not caring. You no longer hear from Anthony. Oh, well, that's sad. <laughs> that was kind of fun. But I think... I think I'm going to change my skill to be inspiration just because i kind of realize i'm not gonna get anywhere 
easily. Like I'm always going to get less than five points if I don't do that. So I'm going to change it. I'm just going to do it for going forward because I think that's going to be more important. All right, let's do another scenario. I quite enjoyed that. Let's go for... Let's try the art dealer. Okay, so the profile is... You are corresponding with Christina Bowbridge, renowned art dealer who is known for her enthusiastic personality and adoration of the monarchy. You are writing to inquire about buying a portrait of Prince Edward IV. However, you have heard rumours that this painting could be a fake, so you must find this information from Christina without offending her. Hmm, okay. Rules of correspondence. Miss Bowbridge likes to be impressed with beautiful calligraphy, so you must take care. When making a penmanship test, re-roll the highest die and accept the final roll. Oh, God, that's going to be really hard. Okay. So, let's start. My dear Christina, greetings and salutations. Salutations. I'm writing this correspondence to inquire after the portrait of... Okay, first ink pop challenge here. I am going to... The two words I've got picked between are the prince as the inferior word, and then his royal highness Prince Edward IV as my superior one. That's the one I want. Do I want to use my skills so early and get inspiration and then roll a d6? Tempting, but I'm not. I'm going to keep it now, so prince is fine. There's no problem with that. Okay, let's do it. 1d6. Ah, it's a three. I would be most interested in buying this particular artwork for my collection, but I have a concern which needs to be addressed. Okay, so that's the first paragraph. I'm going to do a penmanship roll, which for the knight is two die, but because of the rules of correspondence, I might have to re-roll the highest and set the final. So it could work well, it might not work at all. So we'll see. Oh no! I rolled a two and a six. I've got to re-roll the six. Oh, come on, get five... Yes, I've got a six again! Okay, so that paragraph is okay. That gets a point. Nice. I have heard one or two wild rumours that this particular art piece is a... And I'm going to try and write a flourish using heart to get the adjective meticulous. No, I'm going to get the word... I'm going to say well-made. No, because reproduction isn't her. It's a well-crafted, uh, well... Oh, God. Is a... Is a what? Is a regular fake? Is a, a quality, I think, maybe. Yeah, let's go for high quality. I want to say, ideally, I'd like to say, I have heard one or two wild rumours that this particular art piece is a high quality reproduction. High quality fake, etc. Okay, so I'm going to use heart. I've got free dice. That's what I want. I want to get... I want to get high quality. Oh, oh there's a five. That's okay. Yes. All right. Now, this is the important one. I'm now going to use the inspiration. Take that off. So when I do my language test, I can get two instead of one. So I want to get reproduction. That's what I want. Yeah. There you go. It's a five. So I get reproduction off that. It's two points. Obviously, gossip travels fast around the court thanks to loose lips, and I do not think for one moment that there is a shred of truth in this tittle-tattle. But 
I do worry for your good reputation, my lady, and it being slandered in such a way. We're going to roll penmanship. Got two dice. A five and a four. I'm going to have to re-roll the five. Oh, no, that was a three. No points. Paragraph three. So I really want to use this as one input one that says my mum slash my dear mother. So I'm going to use that one. So what I've written so far for paragraph three is this. I propose a solution which will not only help us deem if the painting is genuine, but also keep your good name unbesmirched. Right, I'm going to roll to get my dear mother. So I'll do 1d6. Oh, a two? Nope. I have to pick my mum. My mum is a shrewd woman and has a good eye for detail. She will be able at your leisure to view the portrait and give you a bona fide solid judgment as to whether the portrait is an original and would do so in complete confidence. All right, penmanship test. Oof, it's like half and half currently. So 2d6. Oh no, I've got a five and a two, so that means I've got to re-roll the five. Ah, oh, come on. And a four, no points again. God damn. I might as well start as I'm going on with, I'm going to have to apologise, I think. So in the imp park I've got, I'm sorry, followed by I apologise profusely. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to use the ink pot straight away for paragraph four. So let's see. 1d6, 5 or 6. Oh, that bounced around on a 6. Oh, but it's ended on a 4, so I can't use I apologise profusely. It's just I'm sorry to start with. Damn. I'm sorry if this letter causes you any feelings of hurt and pain. That is not my intention. I simply wish that you are not being misled by some foolhardy blackguard and that my coin is being rightly given. I hope you understand that. All right, let's do this penmanship test. I must say, I'm getting screwed over by these. 2d6. I only got a one and a four, which is promising. So, a five or a six on the last one. Come on. Yes, I got a six. So that's a point. Excellent. So, so far, I've got four points. I need one more to get in, things. So I've got to really think about this one. So my final paragraph starts off with, if it helps put your mind at ease, I would also like to inquire about the other remarkable work you have recently acquired for sale. And then I'm going to use my last language uh, test to see if I can get the superior word Great Fountain of Aaliyah, or it's just the fountain, so five or six on the dice. That was a three. I hear it is a particularly gorgeous item, simply a must-have, so I was wondering if you would be willing to part with it as well. For a reasonable sum of money, and if the piece is genuine, of course. Alright, final penmanship test, 2d6. 2d6 on the penmanship test. Two and a four. Final re-roll for the rules of correspondence. Come on. Oh, oh dear. Ah, oh, we were so close that it was a three. So the final letter reads as follows. My dear Christina, greetings and salutations. I'm writing this correspondence to you to inquire after the portrait of the prince. I'd be most interested in buying this particular artwork for my collection, but I have a concern which needs to be addressed. I have heard one or two wild rumours that this particular art piece is a high-quality reproduction. 
obviously gossip travels fast around the courts thanks to loose lips, and I do not think for one moment that there's any shred of truth to this tittle-tattle. But I do worry for your good reputation, my lady, and it being slandered in such a way. I propose a solution, which not only helps esteem if the painting is genuine, but also keeps your good name unbesmirched. My mum is a shrewd woman and has a good eye for detail. She will be able at your leisure to view the portrait and give you a bona fide solid judgment on whether the portrait is an original and would do so in complete confidence. I'm sorry if this letter causes you any feelings of hurt and pain. That is not my intention. I simply wish that you're not being misled by some foolhardy blackguard and that my coin is being given rightly. I hope you understand that. If it helps put your mind at ease, I would also like to inquire about another remarkable work you've recently acquired for sale, the fountain. I hear it is a particularly gorgeous item, simply a must-have, so I was wondering if you would be willing to part with it as well, for a reasonable sum of money, and if the piece is genuine, of course. Regards, Sir Felix Fortescue III. Ah, so close with this one. So, I got one point for paragraph one on the penmanship, I then got another two points because I got a flourish and a superior word in the first one, so that's three. Then didn't get penmanship for the second paragraph, didn't get it for the third, got one for the fourth paragraph and then nothing for the last paragraph, so I got four points in total. So the consequence, less than five points. Christina takes great offence to your letter and responds with a scathing letter about your character. She will not sell you the painting, ever. I've got to be honest, Sir Felix Fortescue III is not a hit with the letter writing. Let's do one final one. This is fun. This is fun. I'm enjoying it. The final scenario we're going to do is the king. So the profile is as follows. You are corresponding with King Gerald V, who you have only met on one occasion. He is a tyrant and unloved by the populace. You're writing to inform the king of a suspicious fellow you've seen about the town who you believe is a spy. You must convince him that you are not a raving lunatic and to take your concerns seriously whilst being cordial. Rules of correspondence. You're using high-quality parchment and seal, so you gain an extra penmanship die. That's good. Need that. And then courtiers gain an extra heart die in this scenario. I, I'm not a courtier. I am a knight. So... I was about to start writing Your Royal Majesty, but then I looked at the imp pot, and that's the first thing you can choose. All right, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to sort it. I'm going to flourish. Your Royal. I want to have Royal in there. So I'm going to do that Royal with three hearts. Nope, that's three ones I got there, so I don't say Royal. Um, that's fine. I'm now going to go for the superior word for Your Majesty. No. So I'm starting this letter off by saying Gerald. Gerald, forgive this letter of intrusion, but I believe I have news of great importance for you. My lord, I believe there is a spy in the kingdom, reporting on all your noble activities to the rival kingdom of Fallendale. Super. All right, let's do the penmanship thing. So I get three because it's good paper. Five or six. Oh, nice. That is one six. So I get a point. Started the second paragraph with the person in question is one Hugo de Mangon, a and then I want for my ink pot 
to get curious individual over funny man. And you know what? We're gonna we're gonna use that inspiration and get to language die. Let's do it. Oh yes, a six. We got a six. Get to use curious individual. A curious individual spends a lot of their time looking around the court and taking many notes. When I questioned them, asking why they were loitering, they simply said for me to mind my own business and walked off into the busy marketplace where I lost sight of them. All right, penmanship, two die. Let's go. Oh, it's a four and a three, so no, no extra points there. Okay, uh, start of the third paragraph. Hugo has been spotted in a number of unlikely places and does keep odd company. I have seen them at the back of a busy inn, and I'm going to use the inkpot stuff either hidden or concealed. Uh, so inkpot is just one die. I keep getting that. One die. Ugh, straight as a one. So nope. So hidden. I've seen them at the back of a busy inn, hidden in an alcove, and talking to groups of all kinds of unsavoury fellows. Once I saw them slip a tavern mate a bag of coin, which, when I confronted them again, they claimed to be a tip. Boulder dash. Nobody tips in this kingdom. Excellent. <laughs> All right, let's do free penmanship, because, frankly, I need a win here. Ah, one five. Oof. One more point. All right, so far I've got three. Ugh, I'm, I'm just not going to flourish anymore. This just, I can't risk it. I just can't risk it. Okay, fourth paragraph I've got. I'm deeply concerned about this sort of activity. If left unchecked, may cause certain ideals to be changed. No one wishes to speak of uprising or riots, but what if Hugo was sent here to do just that? Stoke the flames of revolution? This is all too, and then I'm going to use my language right here, I want to get alarming over worrying, so 1d6. Ah, oh, yes! Okay, okay. This is all too alarming, so I couldn't let this slide. Alright, let's let's do penmanship. Three die. Oh yes, a five and a six. Fortunately I only get one point for that, but that's okay. That's okay. So what am I on? I'm on one, two, three, four, five. I'm over five. This is great. Okay, okay. This is good, this is good. Final final one, final one. Sir, if you wish me to continue my investigations and gather more evidence, you need only say the word. I plan to stake out the... And I'm going to go for... Is it either going to be cowhouse or barn? Let's hope for barn. Nope, it's cowhouse. Okay. I plan to stake out the cowhouse tonight. A spot Hugo frequently goes to. And I will be sure to follow where they go. I do this for you, my king, and for the kingdom. Regards, Sir Felix Fortescue the Third. Oh, let's do one final penmanship test. Oh, it was a five and a six there. So we're gonna that's uh, one more point. Hooray! So let's read this letter in full. Gerald, forgive this letter of intrusion, but I believe I have news of great importance for you. I believe there is a spy in the kingdom, reporting on all your noble activities to the rival kingdom of Fallendale. 
The person in question is one Hugo Mangon, a curious individual who spends a lot of their time lurking around the court and taking many notes. When I questioned them asking why they were loitering, they simply said for me to mind my own business and walked off into the busy marketplace where I lost sight of them. Hugo had been spotted in a number of unlikely places and does keep odd company. I've seen them at the back of a busy inn, hidden in an alcove, and talking to groups of all kinds of unsavoury fellows. Once, I saw them slip a tavern maid a bag of gold coins, which they claimed, after I confronted them, to be a tip. Balderdash, I said. No one tips in this kingdom. I am deeply concerned that this sort of activity, if left unchecked, may cause certain ideals to be changed. No one wishes to speak of uprising or riots, but what if Hugo was sent here to do just that? Stoke the flames of revolution? This is all too alarming, so I just couldn't let it slide. Sir, if you wish me to continue in my investigations and gather more evidence, you need only say the word. I plan to stake out the cowhouse tonight, a spot that Hugo regularly goes to, and I will be sure to follow where they go. I do this for you, my king, and I do it for my kingdom. Regards, Sir Felix Fortescue III. I think if I got this right, I might actually have not totally failed this one. So I passed the first penmanship test on paragraph one, so that's one. I got curious individual in the superior ink pot test, so that's two. Didn't get anything for the penmanship. Then another penmanship one for paragraph three. That's three so far. Then it got alarming, so that's four. And then in penmanship five, then the final one I got penmanship, so I got six. Six points in total. So five to seven points. You receive a letter from the captain of the Royal Guard, thanking you, but she does not believe you and does not wish you to write again. Ugh, gutted. Poor Felix Fortescue the third. Getting better, but you ain't no writer. The What Am I Rolling podcast was created, recorded, and edited by me, Fiona Howard. This episode's player was Fiona Howard. This episode's RPG was Quill, a letter-writing role-playing game for a single player, published by Trollish Delver Games. Quill is available as a pay-what-you-want-for product on DriveThruRPG. You can find out more information about Quill and other Trollish Delver games on their blog. That's www.trollishdelver.com. The theme music was 8-Bit Marched by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at WAIR underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply. <laughs>